0: Hello and welcome to the podcast. Happy Sunday. Hopefully everybody had a good couple of days off. I had a great couple of days off. It's very nice. Back in the 690 office slash studio. Spitting out some information to you. Just getting some talk time in. Don't forget, if you like what you hear, give us a thumbs up. Hit subscribe. Remember, all of our podcasts are syndicated on YouTube. We have it on there. You can find us on... Spreaker, iTunes, Google Podcast, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Yep, we're on all of them. So all you got to do is type in Radio 690 ADV or just 690 ADV, and that should pull us up. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. That way you can get notified on all of our new podcasts and anything that's going on with our channel. Anyway, if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, make sure you head over there. We've got over two hundred plus videos to help you out and give you information on everything day to day, from uh, dual sporting to adventure riding to camping to gear, all sorts of stuff, and more and more and more to come. We are working on videos all the time. Anyway, on to today's podcast. It kind of came to it came to me yesterday. I was, you know, um, thinking about heading out to the dealership. And I don't know if if you guys do dealerships a whole lot. And if you do, do you like your dealership? Do you not like your dealership? Um, is it the only dealership that's around and you really have no other choice? Is it just too far to go to a dealership? What is it? To me, it's really hard to find a dealership that you can buy into and trust and know that they've actually truly got your back and they're not just after your wallet. So to me, dealerships are finicky and I live in Dallas, Fort Worth, so there are, they're everywhere. I mean, they are everywhere. Dealerships are really kind of dime a dozen here in Dallas, Fort Worth between the two Cities and all the uh, mid cities and surrounding small cities. I mean, it's 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 just gigantic around here. You can spend all day driving the loop of Dallas and Fort Worth. Well, inside of that (laughs) that loop, there are literally it just it's overwhelming on how many motorcycle dealerships there are. There is just a bunch, and then and there's more popping up all the time. So, dealerships, I don't know if it's me or if it's you, but, you know, I've lived in Texas a long time. And with having options, it's really fantastic. And a lot of people don't have options. I get stuff all the time from guys emailing me and putting posts and comments and stuff like that say, I mean, I don't have that luxury. I have to drive three hours to my nearest dealership, or I have to drive an hour to my dealership, or I have to, um, you know just literally it's a day to just go to the dealer and and get home and that's awful Uh, and and that hinders a lot of people from being able to pick and choose the motorcycle that they truly want and sometimes they have to settle for something that they they truly don't want uh, just because of the inconvenience of you know where the dealerships are located now we can't pick and choose where dealers are located and stuff like that it is what it is they have to be situated to where they can actually sell motorcycles i understand that and to where they can actually make a profit or they can't stay in business that's that's understandable i I get that what i don't get is how literally 75% 75% of all dealerships, and it's not just motorcycles, it's it's vehicles too, but I don't want to talk about cars because cars suck and they're, you know, I have to have one because it gets me to and from work. What brings my happiness is my motorcycle. So basically in short, you know, and, and I'm calling on you as well to give some input. Remember, email me at 69080 via gmail.com and tell me if you have that dealership, because here, I mean, I've shopped around, I've tried everything. I've owned Hondas, I've owned BMWs Suzuki's, Yamaha's, KTM. I mean, you know, basically pretty much the manufacturer across the board. I've owned their motorcycle and taking that motorcycle for just miscellaneous stuff. And I do a lot of my own work because I think that is, that's the sole purpose of at least for me with my in my motorcycle is I'd love to tinker with my bike, even if it's just little things. Now, if it's something heavy maintenance or something like that, I'll probably run it to the dealer. I'm going to get to that to my point here in a minute about dealerships or at least my experiences with dealerships and i'm not going to pick out i'm not going to throw names out on any dealership except for one only because that's my dealer that's my guy guys actually more than one and um and we'll get to that in just a second but i like tinkering with my bikes i like to do my little stuff you know uh my chains uh brakes Anything that has to do with fuel Fuel lines, stuff like that And my KTM's fuel injected I'm not very savvy with that type of stuff I'm sure I could do research on it But it might just be easier to do a dealership run uh, To the service department To get that taken care of um, You know valve clearances and stuff. I am going to attempt to do my own valve clearance on my KTM. And, uh, and if I screw it up, I can take it to the service department and they can fix it for me. But I do want to shoot a video on that just to show that you can do things if you really want to do it. And it's really kind of fun to get out and tinker with your own bike, but I'm still a little ways off. I'm still about 5,000 miles from my, uh, from doing my valve clearance and valve checks. But, um, I like tinkering with my bike, you know, oil changes, just the basic stuff. So moving on from that, you know, a lot of people will go by their motorcycle. And and this is just generalized. This has nothing to do with KTM. What this has to do is this is um, it can be a Harley Davidson. It could be Yamaha, Honda, Suzuki, uh, BMW, uh, Ducati, I mean, whatever you ride, whatever you ride, and, and that's okay, there, there is nothing wrong with what you ride, because really, I know we really dig into the dual sport and the adventure side, but in all honesty, our channel is is growing, and it's expanding, and it's it's being more than just the dual sport, and that's what it was, because I get a lot of guys that just ride motorcycles, too, that are thinking about getting into dual sport, so But any motorcycle that you have, whether it's a Harley Davidson or or any of those manufacturers, you know, with the dealership. And do you have that dealership that truly, honestly, that you've actually dug in a little bit and they take care of you? I have shopped and shopped and shopped. And literally over the last 10 years, there is only one dealership that I honestly, truly can trust. That I can only I could truly trust. Now I'm not saying that the other dealerships can't earn my trust because people come and go from dealerships. I do know that, and they're always expanding and they're always growing. There's there is a saying in business. I own my own company. You're either growing or you're dying. That's it. There is no in betweens. <laughs> you're growing or you're dying. Stagnant is bad in any business model or plan. So. Do you have that? If you do and you have the capability, if you're listening to this on YouTube or something like that, comment and talk about your dealership and what makes them so cool and what is it that they do that makes you believe them and trust in them. Because whenever I go to any dealership, and I think this is for a lot of people, especially your new riders or guys that are are fairly new, uh, maybe not new, maybe like a year into it or maybe a couple of years, you know, they go to the dealership and it's like it's the gospel and everybody knows everything because you walk through those doors. Everybody knows everything about motorcycles. That's not the case. That's not reality. I've been to quite a few dealers and I don't want to sit there and, and I don't want to call them out because that's that's not what this is. This is not a, uh, a, a bash and slam. But what it is, is I'm trying to make sure that people understand that dealerships don't know everything and a lot of dealerships their sales guys they're so green that if you can't see it they look like they look like the jolly green giant to me because you start talking to them they don't know half the stuff you're talking about you know but they have this presence like they are this you know motorcycle guru and in all reality they're not and sometimes that's hard to get beyond so i've been to several dealerships around here um and just from getting motorcycle oil look at me like i'm a three-headed monster when i'm saying hey yeah i've got a 2017 690r and uh i need some oil and it's a test for me to see if they know exactly what oil to go get and what's recommended for that motorcycle and especially if they are a dealer (laughs) that sells That motorcycle and they look at me like I'm a three headed monster. And then, you know, so then, you know, you have to give a little bit more information and then they finally will put you on to roughly the right direction of motorcycle oil and filters and all that stuff. But this is not a witch hunt or a bash on dealers. What I am saying is, is that there's a lot of dealers out there That if you are new or an intermediate rider and stuff like that, and it does, you know, go to these dealers and feel them out and see and price check them. It's great. Every once in a while, I'll go to a dealership and I'll just price check them just to see how outside the box they really are and how crazy they are on their pricing, especially in their service department. Because some places you have to go to in order to get the part or the thing that you need because it's for that bike. And I'm not saying, oh, well, you know, you can pretty much get most everything on Amazon or, you know, or online. There's so many. The Internet has opened up so many doors for everybody. And not only that, it's good and it's bad. The reason that it's good is because it gives us so much at our fingertips so that we can go and do research and know if we're being taken advantage of. The bad is, is that the Internet has made everybody a guru. And no matter where you go, Facebook and all that stuff, everybody knows everything because they have Google at their fingertips and it makes them look more than what they really are. Here's the deal. Know what you know and don't try to be more than what you are. That is what it is. Don't fake it till you make it. Just be yourself. You're, you're good just the way you are, unless you're just a complete and utter jerk. So back to the dealership side, do you have a dealership that you truly can trust? And if you do and you want to name drop them, down in the comments, that's fantastic because maybe you will put something down there and where you, you know, in the, in the area that you ride, like maybe it could be uh, Los Angeles or Phoenix or Denver or anything like that. And you know, of a great dealership that you want to sit there and pimp out, man, it's fantastic because other riders may see that and they know a great place to go. And they could just say, Hey, look, I got some guys that said that you guys are really good and you'll take care of me and yada, yada, because finding a real good dealer is easier said than done. So back to the trust. <laughs> I've bought many a motorcycle and I don't just go to one place and buy. I go to multiples. And the reason I go to multiple places is because I like to check out. And I pry, and the thing is, it's you don't have to be the cheapest for me to buy. Sometimes you just got to be the right fit and I've got to be able to believe in what you're giving me. And I gotta know that I'm getting my money's worth for what you're giving me. And to shop around, you know, it takes a lot of time, but sometimes you can save some money, and sometimes you can't. But around here, there are, I think there's five or six KTM dealers. The story goes, about two and a half years ago, I was on my F800 moving into I was looking at the KTM 690 Enduro R, which I ride now, and I just needed something lighter, something that I could just do more off-road. The bigger bikes are just so, so difficult, and they're so heavy, and it's not fun. It's not fun off-road, especially when when the road starts getting technical. Now, rumor was, in 2016, that was it. KTM was done discontinuing the 690R but nobody had confirmation you go everywhere everybody's an expert uh you go to all the forums the ktm forums you go on google everything everybody nailed it everybody 100% yep it's gone it's done they're discontinuing that big crazy thumper they're not gonna they're not gonna have it anymore yada 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 this went on for months (laughs) so it got to a point where i was like okay well you know what? We've got Husky dealers here in Dallas, Fort Worth. Maybe I'll go and entertain the 701. So I did my research. It's a gorgeous, sexy bike. I, I love the colors of it, I think it's just fantastic. I was on my way to Husky. Well, just so happens, on the way to Husky, I pulled into uh, Kawasaki, KTM in grapevine texas i'm not going to sit there and say what the dealership's name is and sat down and talk with them well little did they not know is that i had 50 percent in my pocket because it i was out shopping i was going to put a down payment 50 percent down on a bike and then basically pay the remainder whenever the bike was built in in the whole nine yards that was my plan I don't just ride around with that kind of money in my pocket. It just had to be that, you know, it's, I have a fund, and it's called Motorcycle Funds, and that just is, that's all it's for, it's for motorcycle stuff. Well, I decided, hey, you know what, Husky's all the way over in Plano. I didn't want to drive all the way over there, because that's a ride. It's, it's Dallas-Fort Worth, it's big. I pull into there, I sit down, I talk to him, I said, hey, you guys are a new KTM dealer. What's up? is that 690 truly discontinued? Because all I, all I see here is, you know, is the, is, the, is the 500. And I said, well, we don't have any information. We know nothing. But what we can do is when we find out, we'll let you know. And if you want one, they don't last. But if you want to put a $500 deposit down, we will let you know and we will reserve the very first one if it comes out well, that wasn't good enough for me. <laughs> so, um, I was like, well, that, that sucks. I'm, I'm not going to put 500 on, on a maybe. So next, what do I do? I was like, you know what? I'm not driving to Plano. I'm going to go back. I'm gonna do some more research and see what I can find out. So I go back and I basically literally the next day I was on and the internet and I found one more dealer that was close to home before I drive to Plano because my mind was pretty much made up. The 701 was a done deal. They're coming out. They're not discontinuing them. They're hundred percent. I could go there. They have one on the floor. I can go look at it, do the everything, yada, yada, yada. I know there's guys out there going, well, you should have just bought the 701. Well, I'm glad I bought the 690 and I'm going to tell you why. Not knocking the 701. Fantastic buck. And I'm going to tell you why I didn't buy the 701 when it's all finished. I found one more dealership. And this comes into what the whole premise of this podcast is about, is about dealership. Is there somebody that you can believe in and can you trust? Well, I found KTM North Texas or slmracing.com and the owner there and his main partner guy, Bert, So Todd and Bert of KTM North Texas, they were literally from my office, maybe five miles. I was like, wow, I didn't even know they were there. Well, I'm going to run there real quick. I'm going to go talk to them and see what that, because they're pretty much a KTM dealer only. They don't really have any other manufacturer. They're pretty much KTM. I drive down there. I walk in the door. Hey, can I help you? I wasn't there for 20 minutes. I wasn't there for 15 minutes. I wasn't there for an hour, you know, and everybody's pretending like I'm just a face, you know, didn't ask me, do you want to see bikes? Do you want to these things? They're like, Hey, what's going on? Can I help you? And at the time I had no idea. Well, the gentleman that approached me was, his name is Todd. He's, I don't want to go into details of what his level is there, but at the end of the day, he came and talked to me. And he asked me what I was thinking. And I told him, I said, look, here's what I do. And I'm really interested in the KTM 690. And he says, well, I don't have any at the moment. He goes, they're all sold out. They usually don't last very long. I said, I know that's the kicker. That's kind of why I'm here. And I asked him, I said, look, rumor is they're going to discontinue that bike. And it's really depressing, I said, because... I guess my only option truly is to go to a uh, Husky 701. And he said, look, here's the deal. He goes, you know, I'm not allowed to divulge information about certain things. He goes, you need to figure out which bike that you want. He goes, if you want a Husqvarna, you can go get one. And they're fantastic bikes. He says a lot of people think because it's a Husky that you can bring them here and we can work on them. And we can work on them. We can work on Huskies. There are certain things we cannot get into because we just don't have the computers to get in and read some of the stuff that is on the Husky. Just because they're manufactured by KTM. We can't go in and do it. Now, if we were a KTM Husky, then that's the same thing. We can actually do that. Like if you want to do dyno testing and stuff like that, some things we can and cannot do. They're great bikes. So basically, right off the bat, he gave great kudos to Husky and all the stuff. And he says, but if you're thinking about a 690, he goes, I can't say yes or no. But what I can tell you is, is that um, I have no information of cancellation. And we get information all the time from KTM and nothing has come across the wire. And we should know within the next 30 days um, if it's going to be discontinued or not. But he goes, I've never even heard the rumor of it being discontinued. He goes, because we're just about to the point to where we're going to be placing our orders for what we're going to be getting on our KTM you don't just order and the bikes come in from KTM. for what I understand, you, they have to order in advance and then they have to sell the bikes that they do. KTM's very finicky at how they handle their business. I'm not going into how it all works. I'm just telling you from some of the things, very little because it's not really anybody's business and I don't want to sit there and put something out there. But he didn't tell me anything that it was discontinued. That was very reassuring because I really didn't want a Husky. I really wanted a KTM. So we went into it and he says, look, he says, I don't have any numbers for the 2017 model because we were in the 2016 year. He says, but what I can do, he says, look, I can tell you this. I know nothing about a discontinued whatever, but I will know pretty quick. And he goes, if they're going to discontinue a bike, he goes, we would have known about it by now. He goes, but... You know, I can't say he goes that now that may some come across the wire and, and it is discontinued. But as of right now, nothing. But here are the numbers for my 2016. He goes, I would be shocked if it's even going to be more than 100 or $200 more than this. He goes, sometimes they do go up, but sometimes they stay the same. He goes, but, you know, if you're, you know, if you're interested in it, he goes, man, I only need like $100 down and I'll hold the bike for you. And, uh, we'll get you set up and then I'll let you know exactly when it comes in and then we'll get it put together for you. I said, well, I did the same thing with BMW and it was supposed to be in in November and it ended up coming in mid January. Very upset. You know, if, if it, if it's going to come in, I need a day when I can pick it up. Well, here's the deal. Talking with him and spending time with him, it was like talking to a guy that I'd known for years. By the time I left the dealership, he treated me like a buddy. You know, it was no fluff. It was no frills. He didn't sit there and try to shove a bunch of stuff down my throat. He didn't try to sell me on stuff. And the moral to the story is, is that's the way that they treated me, is it was like family, a friend, something like that. And he didn't gouge me. He doesn't make a whole lot on his bikes. He makes his money on selling parts and his service department and things like that. So he did not charge me a build fee like most dealerships do. He had an out-the-door price. It was cheaper than any other dealer around town. And not only that, he never BS'd me on anything. And it was completely so cool because I'm not used to that. Service department, everything he said he would do, totally took care of me. It was fantastic. You know... Um, he even took me in the back when they were doing the bike build, we did everything to that bike. I picked the parts. I ended up spending a lot of money on, on aftermarket parts with them, but I couldn't buy the parts any cheaper from anywhere, not even Amazon. So he had it in shop on a lift and he was putting all these parts on. But I would pop in periodically, you know, every three to five days. And it was like being part of the family. I could go to the back into the service department, walk around the bike, get pictures, look at it, talk to the techs and all that stuff, you know, back in the service department. I mean, no service department lets you back in the back. They just normally don't let you do that unless you unless your buddy works there or something like that. I didn't know these guys from a from, from, from a hill of beans. And immediately they were just treating me so fantastic and giving me fantastic deals on everything that I wanted to buy for that motorcycle. I mean there's nothing that I bought from them that I could have went and bought online and saved any. Money. I couldn't have saved any money whatsoever and it was shipped directly to the dealership and I didn't have to pay for any of the shipping or any of that stuff and some of the stuff you already had in stock and biff, bam, boom. And I mean, they built my bike out. Once the bike was done, it was done before I basically, I put the deposit down. It was right about November. It was right before Christmas, before I picked my bike up. Um, I left it there for like a week and a half um, so that he could show it off because it was built for dual sport adventure riding you know it wasn't uh it wasn't you know like a commuter or something like that you could just tell with all the stuff that i put on there the extras and all that type of stuff and it was used as a showroom show bike for for, you know almost 10 days and uh it got quite a few you know comments and stuff like that but they did such a fantastic job on that bike it was so beautiful when it was done And they treated it great. Anytime that they had any questions, they would call me and ask for my input on what I thought of how I would want it onto the bike. It wasn't that they just did it. They would always ask me. So the moral to this podcast is dealerships. And do you have that one that just will take care of you? Well, I'll tell you what. If you're ever in Texas or even nationally and you own a KTM motorcycle, and you don't have to own a KTM, they do sell stuff for other motorcycles, but you'd have to contact them. But I tell you what, if you ever needed anything, if you called KTM of North Texas or go to their website and email them at slmracing.com, those guys, especially KTM, I'm telling you right now, nobody beats these guys. They're fantastic. If you give them one shot, you'll be hooked for life. They're fantastic. They're gonna treat you like family, and they're super, super nice. And that, from coming from me, that's a real big deal because I can't stand dealerships. They drive me nuts. I don't like talking to those guys. I only go in usually because I have to. And uh, these guys, it's you know, it's it's like. Talking to family and I don't get to go there nearly as much as I'd like to. I stopped in yesterday, which kind of brings this podcast around because I hadn't been there in nine months and they just expanded their dealership. Congratulations to them because it looks fantastic. And um <laughs> yeah. And it couldn't be to a a, a bunch of better guys and they have so many people that uh use them all the time and they really are fantastic so if you're a KTM guy you really should give them a shot um if you're watching on YouTube down in the description I'm going to put all their information on there uh to where you can uh, get in touch with them talk to Bert uh Todd's so busy all the time but Bert will definitely take care of you man super super cool the other nice thing is um just finishing off this podcast I have not been in there in over nine months it's probably closer to a year Um, They were still in their, their small portion of the building now. They've just taken over the whole building, and I wasn't there for three minutes, and nobody had seen me in almost a year, and they all recognized me like I come in every single week. And that was awesome anyway I'm Joe radio 69080v dealerships what do you think do do you have them do you trust them um, are you looking for a dealer you know and maybe we can get some people down in the comments to help you find that great dealer that's out there don't forget go out find your adventure if you're looking for something you can always hit me up six ninety eighty V at gmail.com I'm Joe I appreciate you don't forget to go to our website and sign up be part of it. That way you can get in on our giveaways and stuff like that. We've got some really cool stuff coming up, man. We're growing and it's because of you guys. And thank you so much. We appreciate all your support. You guys have a fantastic Sunday. Don't forget tips on Tuesday, another podcast on Thursday, and then we got the Friday rant ride. We appreciate you. Sick 690 out.